Hey guys, it's Matt here, and I got a story for you. When I was a kid, I was playing hockey, and oh man, there was this one year, this one team, we could not beat these guys. They were all over us. There were competitive games, though. They were tight, but we just could not beat them. And I remember the last game of the year, it was up against this team, and we were gearing up. We were like, we have to get these guys. When we won that last game, it was so satisfying because we finally got the victory over the team that had dummied us, that had dominated us for so long. I think this is the same thing with sexual brokenness, with sexual sin, where there's been brokenness in our lives and the enemy has come and taken ground and he's dominated us for so long, but we get to make a difference. We get to be part of a message and a a mission of freedom. It is such a cool opportunity. So I want to invite you, men and women of any age, to be part of the Action Squad. The Action Squad is something that we're putting together right now. We're looking for 100 people to be on the Action Squad. There's going to be some competitive nature to it. There's prizes. And we're going to work together to help produce a documentary that is literally going to change the world. We're featuring stories of sexual brokenness, of people who have been restored and redeemed, reconciled to God and to people in their their lives. And we're going to feature these stories in this world-class documentary that will be a resource for churches to host movie nights, for small small groups to watch together, for families to watch and be inspired by. And it's going to highlight the problem in the church, but also show the, the power of God that is at work when we bring this stuff to light. And so if you want to be part of the Action Squad and help us put this documentary together, I would love for you to go to restoredministries.ca slash Action Squad. You can watch a 10-minute video there that I put together on what it can look like for you to join us in this mission and be part of putting this documentary together. So restoredministries.ca slash Action Squad. Hope to see you there. Welcome to the Pure Victory Podcast, full of hot tips to help you win at sex, conquer porn, and find purpose in staying free forever. Here are your hosts, Matt Klein and Braden Hafner. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Pure Victory Podcast, and this is Braden, and Matt's across from me. Hey, hey. And we have some high chews in between us here, left over from a conference, and we're just absolutely going to town on these things right now so i don't know if i feel so great do you feel okay no i was just <laughs> saying to myself i gotta stop here <laughs> you guys know what high chews are you can buy them from costco man we should get paid for this this public oh, we service contact high too, eh? yeah, yeah yeah but if you don't buy them from costco just go to an event where there's booths and somebody is bound to have high chews oh absolutely yeah they're incredible they're very very tasty um and i eat too many of them so. we were at an impactus formerly known as promise keepers mm-hmm. canada conference on saturday here in edmonton and and the family life booth braden and his wife Kristen mm-hmm. got the high chews how many what percentage i would say 70 percent of the people came to the booth just for the high chews oh 100 percent, and we knew that absolutely but <laughs> then you, you get those 30 percent that are interested in things oh you just grab onto these people as they're trying to make their way away from you eating their high chew but yeah, that's how you draw them in. That's the real, the fishing. That's you know? right. That's, that's, what, right. that's what you do. Just guilt, guilt trip them for eating <laughs> that's candy. That's right. You, you know? made my candy, so you need to hear about family life now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Anyways, you're wondering what's going on here. <laughs> well, today we are going to talk about strategies, vows, and pronouncements. And, and, are some, and what? There's some loaded, loaded words there. You're like, what are you talking about? Am I in the right place listening to this podcast? Yes, you are. You are. Uh, we're going to, I mean, you kind of... Give some understanding about what those things are and why that matters, say, in our freedom and healing journey away from porn and other sexual vices. Um, so, yeah, we are going to talk about why strategies, vows, or pronouncements are important to know about and how we can actually have freedom from these things that maybe we don't know are in our life. And 
often we don't. We don't realize we have made a vow in our life at some point. We have made a pronouncement over our life or someone has made a pronouncement over us and that is causing us harm in the present. We don't know that happened. We also may not know that we've developed protective strategies outside of God that we've implemented into our lives to protect us from things maybe that have hurt us in the past. Um, And often porn can be a part of that strategy of how we cope with life. And so it's really important to know some of these things. And that's why we're going to talk about it because we want you guys to be free from the damaging effects that these can have on us. So other than a three-letter word, Braden, what is a vow? (laughs) (laughs) Ah, good one. Ah, well, a vow. So I'll just try to give a kind of a brief definition. Um, But this isn't from me. This is actually from a course I'm taking right now, and I so appreciate it. Uh, But uh, we would say a false vow. It's a commitment um, or a resolution in our hearts to live a certain way. And it's a false strategy for living that brings us into agreement with the enemy by accepting what does not line up with the truth of God. So uh, give some context. So maybe something happened in our formative years growing up as a child or teenager. It hurt. Maybe we were made fun of. Maybe we were ridiculed. Maybe neglect was part of it. And because of that hurt, that pain, we decided to make a vow. Give an example. Um, Maybe... You know, you as a child showed a picture you drew to your, you know, siblings or your parents and they maybe didn't receive it well. They maybe laughed at you and it hurt. You made a vow at that point, well, I'm always going to be perfect so that I'm never made fun of ever again. And now you form a strategy out of that vow into perfectionism. You have to be perfect in everything you do. You have to make the grade. You have to make the team You have to get that certain job. You have to perform, perform, perform. And you start to view your life in that lens. And not only that, but you view God that way, that you have to perform to receive from him, to get his love, to be affirmed and accepted by him. So you perform. You get into this performance-based game that really leaves you feeling, well, um, empty. And you never can match up and it's because you've developed a strategy in your life of perfectionism. And not only do you that demand that from yourself, but you demand it from others in your life too. So if someone doesn't match up in your eyes, you will kind of impose upon them the same thing you're imposing on yourself too. So if you're a spouse, um, you might do that to your husband or wife. <laughs> if you're a parent, you might do that to your child because that's what you did uh, growing up a strategy. So you can see how damaging these things can be. And how porn can come into this is if we build strategies, and this is just an example I gave, there's so many other ways that we can make a vow, but we can develop a strategy where porn is a part of it so that we don't have to feel, we can numb out, we don't have to feel something. And that's often why we develop a protective strategy is because we don't want to feel that same pain. And that's our way we protect ourselves. And the problem with that is what we're saying to God when we do that is, God, I don't trust you to protect me. I trust myself and I'm going to build a strategy myself so that, you know, I'm never going to feel that again. And God's wanting us to come to him though and say, hey, I trust you, Lord. I'm giving you this, even though it really hurts to be vulnerable and what I felt really hurt. But can you take that from me? Can you protect me? Can you be my protector? And of course, our Heavenly Father who is so loving and so kind is our protector, wants to be that for us, and wants to heal the hurt and the pain. But when we create protective mechanisms in our life to stop us from ever being hurt again, we actually push God out too. 
And it, is God all powerful? Yeah. But you know what? He isn't going to force anything upon us. And instead he wants our whole heart. And that takes a surrender on our part, a willingness, a choice to open ourselves up to him. And that's what he wants. So that's why we're talking about this today. And we're talking mostly, like Brad said, about the, the negative vows or the false vows. Mm-hmm. You say, but there's good vows too. I made a vow to my wife. She made yeah. a vow to me. It's a promise that is not broken. It's a commitment. And um, and and we can make vows to God. It says in Scripture that when we make a vow to God, we shouldn't delay in fulfilling it. But mm-hmm. it's better to not make a vow than to make one and, and then not fulfill it, right? right. And I think God's grace, gr- grace. I think his grace. His, grace, his grace or graciousness. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> summarize it with grace. Um, but it's really real. I was remembering one time in my life, I was making what I would say is a vow. This kind of statement. Vows are often like, this is something that I will do for the rest of my life, whether good or bad. I'll commit to my wife for the rest of my life mm-hmm. till death. Death does his part. Um, and so, or a negative, like I'll never let anybody in again because when I let someone in, they hurt me. Yeah. That's a vow and a negative. So I remember I was, this is just a little, little, uh, piece of our love story, my wife and I, Louise. Um, but I was praying one day and I was just kind of, this is Valentine's day, 2015 praying. And, and I was saying to the Lord, I would give up anything for you, Lord. I would just, I'll, I'll sacrifice anything for you. That's a vow. Mm-hmm. And God corrected me. I clearly heard him say, even a family? Mm. And I was like, whoa. Wow. And I just paused and I was like, oh man. And I went, I was thinking about it. I went back to God. I said, I don't know what I would pick. If it was life, just sacrificing everything for you or a family, one or the other. I'm like, I'm a, I am I got to be honest, God, I don't know what I would pick. But what I believe he was doing was he was like, I'm. he, he was being gracious to me in not, he was giving me that grace. <laughs> to, Love grace. <laughs> and not letting me make a vow mm-hmm. that he knew I wasn't going to keep. And so sometimes when we're making these commitments, we got to just not do it on a whim, but we got to think through it. And like, do I actually really mean this? Whether it's a yeah. good vow or a bad vow, do I really want to not let anybody in for the rest of my life? Right. And we got to think through it because in that moment, I know God was, was stopping me from doing that. But what, what uh, I mean, he's the Lord was showing me like, you can do both, right? Like the vow actually was inaccurate. Mm-hmm. And in my mind, it sounded really good. Like I'd do anything for you, God, give up mm-hmm. anything. That sounds good. But he was like, no, it's not accurate. Not neat, and nor is it what I want for you. That's right. And that lines up with scripture, actually, Matthew five thirty seven. out of Jesus's mouth. He says, uh, all you need to say is simply yes or no. Anything beyond that comes from the evil one. So yeah, he was, he was giving you grace. <laughs> I love that grace. Oh man, funny. That's funny. But there's a there's a great story we were talking about. Brad and brought it up earlier in Judges 11 about Jephthah. And Is that how you pronounce it? Jeff Jephthah? Jeff? Yeah, something like that. Something. Anyways. We could yeah. we could just have grace for ourselves and I, call him Jeffy. In our notes here, you got Jeffy. I like that. We're gonna call him Jeffy. Let's just do Jeffy. <laughs> So this is a process. I love this story because it, it that Braden pointed out. It point it really demonstrates a process of wh- of how people make these false vows that they shouldn't actually make that aren't godly, mm-hmm. and the power of them, the, the damaging power of them. Because it starts out like his father was a mighty warrior, but his mom was a prostitute. There's brokenness there. They're not on the same page. There's like different, um, probably inheritance in the fam or, or uh, brokenness in the family, but. And the, the kids grew up and they were like, man, Jephthah or Jeffy, you're not getting any inheritance in the family. You're, yeah. you're the son of another woman. And so there's this brokenness and he gets 
like disgraced basically yeah. from his family. Completely rejected. And that hurts a kid. That's like yeah. a lifelong hurt a lot of times. That is. And when that happens, he's basically estranged from his family forever. Um, he leaves and he becomes kind of a, a malcontent, uh, kind of a little bit of a brawler. Uh, yeah. not, a, not a nice guy. <laughs> because that's what happens yeah. when you're hurt, right? You want to prove yeah. yourself and then you get your worth not from, from where mm-hmm. God wants you to get your worth from in him or yeah. in healthy things, but you get your worth from like proving yourself yeah. constantly. And doesn't it say that he leads like a group of really rough and tumble kind of guys? Yeah, exactly what you're saying. It says he led a gang of scoundrels, right? So he's like, found his people. That's why gangs are so powerful, hey? Like gangs is full of fatherless people that grow up in broken families and then they find a family in in a gang. I've heard people even compare like gang members that find the church and they're like, the church doesn't know how to do family like a gang knows family. Wow. And it's crazy. But these people are like, man, like my family, screw them basically because there's so much hurt and brokenness. So if we're making a vow and we'll get this with, to get there with Jeffy here, but he makes a vow eventually that caused a lot of damage. But how often do we do the same thing? Yeah. And it often will come from hurts. That's why we've got to be so aware of our heart condition and the emotional oh, totally. wounds that we've got. It's so true. So yeah. it's incredible in this story. They basically come to, I mean, if we were to put it in our context, they come to maybe a leader of the hell's angels and say, hey, you know, come save us. And he's part of this gang. Right. And he's the toughest of them all. I mean, think of a gang. That's a rough bunch of guys. So he proved himself. He had to, you know, stand out in the midst of that. So here's a guy who, looking for affirmation out of being rejected from his family. And we don't know. It doesn't show in scripture that he made a specific vow at this point. But you can see his life is patterned after something. Yeah. looking for acceptance, affirmation, love, and, ex- you know, all those different things. And he's found it in all the wrong places. But, you know, he has proved himself in the sense of I've had to, he's had to do some pretty rough stuff to get the love of others. He's had to, um, you know, maybe beat up some people, um, steal some stuff, whatever, to get the acceptance of others. So he has this performance aspect, but he also has this need for acceptance, um, you know, the opposite of rejection, right? So he's living out of this. This is really um, controlling him um, in, in such a mighty way. Yeah, and then the, it says the elders of Gilead came to came to Jeffrey, the leader of the gang, and and uh, and and they want him to be their leader in in their war. And he's like, "Man, didn't you guys already drive me out? Like, why are you coming to me now?" <laughs> right. That's a that's a telltale sign of a hurt. Like, mm-hmm. man, I already got driven out by you guys, rejected by you guys. Now you're coming to me, mm-hmm. and doubting right and then they're like no it's true like come lead us he's like really like will i really be your head and he just doesn't believe them no because there's these hurts and for you like think about think about some vows to you guys who are listening think about some things that you've said maybe you've dedicated your life to a certain thing and it's like well why like are you trying to get significance from a certain thing and if i finally get that then i'm going to be then i'm going to feel good about myself or or you know, like just whatever beliefs that you've kind of committed to or set in stone, where does that come from? Does it come from God and from his call in your life? Or is it from hurts like it mm-hmm. like it was here for Jeffy? And so he moves on and, and later on in the story, uh, he, he makes a vow, right? About Yeah, he makes a vow like right before a battle. He's going he's gonna to go to war. And this just shows he feels like he has to say something to God to gain his acceptance so that God yeah. will give him favor in the battle. Yeah. So he says the first person that come out of my tent when I return home after victory, I will give them to you. And what he means by that is sacrifice them to you. 
God, I mean, God condemns sacrifice first off in the sense of a human sacrifice. So he's completely missing the boat here too. But God never asked him to do any of this. Yeah. You know, he affirmed and accepted Jephthah as he stood, as he was. But he has such a strong desire based out of maybe a vow or a strategy he has formed in his life to gain acceptance um, that he does this. And it just <laughs> creates such devastation in his life. He didn't have to do this, but he does. And that's what we do too. We don't have to do that, but we make vows over our life to protect ourselves. We develop strategies out of that. And it becomes this kind of life pattern that is really hard to break out of unless we go back to the point of when we made that vow and give it over to God because he's our protector. He's the one who gives us a pattern for living. But often in our sinfulness and pride, we say, I don't think you can do that, God. I don't believe you're going to do that for me, so I'm going to do it better. I'm going to do it in a way that I see best. And then we end up destroying so much of our lives because we live out of that. That's right. Ah, that's great. So he, he makes this vow just for, again, what Braden said. Like, he makes a vow to say to God, if you let me succeed, basically I'll sacrifice whoever comes out of my, my house first. And then what happens, God gives him the victory that he was already going to have, mm-hmm. goes home, and his daughter, his only child, doesn't have another daughter, doesn't have another son, nope. is the first one that comes out of the house. And so he has to obey the vow. He has to follow through, and she's weeping like dad give me two more months to live with my friends and (laughs) and, so sad oh my gosh it's brutal yeah and so the damage of these false vows that we don't have to make it can it can it can really wreck us if we don't get off track so there's a a couple of situations where this plays out lots like if i get this job then i'll have peace Mm -hmm. if i get that promotion then i'll feel good about myself if i get in that relationship then i'll know that i'm loved those are vows that we got to make it's Mm -hmm. like no actually can you be loved anyway can you know you're significant anyway i mean i've struggled with those things too especially my 20s and significance but i realized the whole the whole thing in my life was if i start seeing people impacted through my life then i'll know i'm significant Mm -hmm. and god had to bring me to a place of like seeing no fruit in my life but knowing who i was in him for like three years and then i felt oh man i'm significant because i'm your son And then all of a sudden fruit came from my life and now lives are impacted, but that doesn't equate to significance for me. So it's neat. So he kind of led me uh, in a different, in a healthy direction. But I remember one story that my parents often tell when I would think I was about around a baby if I was even born. And, um, and, and there was a, uh, let's just say it was the the girl It might've been the guy, but let's just say it was the girl said, um, she was trying to decide between two men to marry Mm-hmm. She said, well, on Sunday, I'll go to church. And if this, if like whoever, whichever guy sits beside me, I'm going to marry that one because it's a sign from God. Right. So she went and sat in church. One of the guys, those guys went and sat beside her, married the dude. Everybody was like, wrong, wrong, wrong. Don't do it. <laughs> and then man. there ended up that one of them had an affair when they were youth pastors in the church. One of them had an affair and the youth group came into this cabin where the affair was going on and the youth group saw this whole thing oh, like live rough. in real time. That's rough. Yeah. And so now we're like 30 plus years later and they're still like, they're still in their, in their kids and different things. Like there's still dynamics because one person made a vow. There was a false vow that wasn't in line with God. No. Yeah. Wow. And there's often lies that are attached to that vow. We make a vow because we believe a lie. Um, you know, the lie in that is that <laughs> you spiritualize that situation. Well, that's God's going to be in that. So the lie and belief is that um, I'm, you know, 
I'm going to leave this to chance, so to speak, right? And um, maybe you have a lie or under, misunderstanding, uh, all would be another word, uh, about God's character. I mean, he he calls our our uh, search for a spouse a, a sacred thing. And it's uh, we need to have, be, have wisdom in it. We need to be able to have our wits to us, our head. And we need to have community around us to help us make a right decision. So when you don't acknowledge that, you believe a lie that, well, I'm just going to do this. And... Um, another example, like when I go back to even, um, you give the example of a child bringing a, a drawing to their parents and being laughed at, um, you know, the lie of perfectionism is, well, I need to be perfect to get acceptance. That's a lie. Did God ever say that? No. So that's a lie. You make a vow. I have to be perfect. And, and that's what happens. So it's really important that, you know, in our own personal lives, we need to identify what the lie is that we're believing, that we're partnering with the enemy in. I mean, that's pretty strong language to think about. We are partnering with the enemy in a lie because he is the father of all lies. It, lies come from him. And so we are in agreement with something the enemy has either, you know, directly brought into our life or something else has happened where, you know, he's acting in it. So we have to renounce that lie. We have to give it to God. And then he replaces it with the truth. So... You know, what, what, how do we go about doing this? And I think that's a key thing is um, start off with prayer, you know, spend some time in prayer thinking through, you know, what are some things that I am believing? And often start with a particular issue that you have or a particular belief that you have that's very strong in your life and start praying into that. If You have a very strong belief, like for instance, that I have to be perfect. Start praying into that. Where does that come from? And, and just listen to the Holy Spirit as he's speaking to you. And you might need someone to come alongside with you in this. In fact, we highly recommend that you do um, to help you in this, pray with you, pray for you um, as you're doing this. And there's some great resources out there that uh, can lead into this. And Matt will talk about one of the ones that you can engage with. Today. Yeah, if, if you want that, well, guys, we don't have it open for girls just because we don't have women leaders to do it right now. But but guys, if you want to book a cleansing hour, go to go to restoredministries.ca and click cleansing or get help and then cleansing hour or just the show notes. I think even has a yeah. link to the cleansing hour and book it and someone will pray with you for an hour and walk through this stuff. And, and it's awesome. Yeah, that's right. So because we got to renounce that lie. We have to break the hold that lie has on us. And it's very powerful. Um, and often we develop strategies out of that, like I said. So I know for myself, um, I had a strong feelings of rejection growing up <clears throat> and that stemmed from brokenness in my, my upbringing, my family of origin and porn became, I guess we would call a, a bomb uh, in my life. B-A-L-M. <laughs> something you put over something painful, right? A bomb. And of course that's a lie. It's not, it's not helpful. It's not good for me, but that's one of the things I would go to, to soothe um, when I was feeling rejected. And I didn't, you know, like porn came into my life, not by choice. It, it was dropped into my life, but then it became this thing, became this powerful coping mechanism and strategy that became part of the strategies I used to avoid um, the feelings of rejection. I didn't want to feel that. So I would go to something that made me feel quote unquote accepted. Of course, porn doesn't accept me, but you know, that's the lie of it. You know, you feel you're in this situation of such vulnerability of an intimate moment and uh, you feel that in some way that's acceptance for you, that you're part of that, you're privy to it. And so you're accepted. Not true. Um, not only that, but the dopamine hit that I got from it 
yeah, that made me feel a lot better. <laughs> At least I, I thought it did. But no, you, it's just this drug that you need to keep increasing the behavior. So the strategy really is um, a defeating one. So we have to go back though to the lie. Um, sometimes we get so focused on the porn, we get so focused on the masturbation, and we don't understand the links. And we have to really pray into that. You know, there's something that happened in our life. We've all encountered pain in our life. Sometimes we've made pronouncements or vows over our life. Sometimes we haven't. But often there's a link, you know, to something. And we've developed unhealthy patterns and strategies in our lives to cope. And I think we all do that on a level. So, I mean, God wants to work in this. And so that's why we need to pray into it. Yeah, and he'll show you what the the vows are some some i think we're we outright say and others are just kind of they run in the background and we think them all the time Mm -hmm. and it's just a commitment even like we brian was talking about pronouncement earlier pronouncement is similar it's like a formal announcement of yeah that's right that that we've decided to live by yeah or it could be something someone said over us like you're you're stupid or you'll never match up or you know you just can't whatever go down the list right so that's a pronouncement or it could be something you pronounce over yourself too so yeah yeah and so those things they can they can lead us to such devastation just like it did with jeffy and his daughter had to die because of (laughs) what he did and then you he felt guilty and then Mm -hmm. um, and sad and all of that and so we make these things where it's like well if i get this job or this relationship or whatever then i'll be good or feel good about myself what if that doesn't happen then um, then we don't feel good. What if it does happen and then it doesn't go well? I mean, then we don't feel good. And so then we escape into porn, masturbation, fantasy, whatever. But other things I think come from our, uh, from our addiction. Like, man, I'm, I'm just never going to be strong enough to do things. I'm never going to be an overcomer. I'm never going to, um, understand the grace of God or understand his strength and weakness. Like I'm just, or I just have an addictive personality. That's mm-hmm. just who I am. Yep. Something that God gave me. I have an addictive personality or, well, I guess I just am same sex attracted. That's just what I am. Right. And those are things that we say over ourselves. And so think think this through for a second. These things that you believe, are they in line with what God says about you? And if they're not, then it's a false vow. Yes. False pronouncement. Right. If they are, then that's great. If these vows are in line, like a vow would be, God, I want to be committed to you forever. Mm-hmm. I commit my life to you forever. Awesome. That's yeah. a vow. Yeah. And that's awesome. But if it's a false vow, we've got to be really careful with those. And and like Brad saying, renounce those, and then, and then, um, uh, and then really kind of recalibrate whenever the the temptation comes or the urge to think those or say those things. Mm-hmm. Actually, no, I'm not going to say that right now. Um, there was a guy that I was hearing speak earlier. Uh, I don't know, sometime recently, and he kept calling himself uh, like an idiot. And different things like negative t- negative things the yep. whole time he was speaking, and then later on I heard that he used to have a lot of self hatred and anger towards himself. I was like, oh, interesting. You've come a long way, yep. but I think there's probably still something there. Yep. Always call yourself an idiot. I don't call myself an idiot personally. Right. I make mistakes, but I'm not an You're idiot. You're not an idiot. No. Yeah. And yeah. so those things are like, okay, is this is this in line with what God says? about you and if it's not then yeah repent and then look for those times where you're tempted to to go there and then write the ship and and it'll take training it might take years but but it's worth it yeah that's a great uh, clue i mean if you have consistent self-talk uh where you're saying the same thing over and over again um negatively that's a, a lie of course but that could be an indicator of a link to something 
Um, and usually they're very profound in the sense of their impact on us. Uh, I remember that guy years ago that was in, I came to our house here when we were doing the group and, uh, um, I won't say his name. In fact, I can't remember his name, but (laughs) (laughs) uh, yeah. yeah. And anyways, I remember this, like he was sharing about, um, kind of the, the life that he was leading and he, uh, you know, kind of sleeping around and he just said, well, that's just me. I'm just dirty. And uh, wow, that stuck with me. I mean, this is years ago and I still remember that. And I think both you and me are like, we correct them. Like you are not dirty. <laughs> like, dude, like that's not true. Yeah. And, um, he's, he's actually extremely intelligent and he'll yeah. always call himself stupid. Yeah. And therefore his life is like, he's, he struggles to get yeah. by in life. It's like, man, if you knew how intelligent you were. Yeah. That's oh, true. These things really affect us. Um, and, and that's why we have to find the link and, and go back and renounce that lie and, and the truth. The truth is really what, what, what God speaks over us is, is where our freedom comes and the healing. And, you know, I just think of, we're using Jeffy here as an example, but he was rejected. Imagine, though, if he was able to speak Hebrews 13.5 into his life. Now, of course, that was in the New Testament, but still, it's the same God. And that is, never will I leave you, never will I forsake you. What if he heard that truth when when the the, the midst of his rejection from his family mm. and he believed that? What difference would that have made in that case study we're looking at here? What difference would that make for you? Because many of us, rejection is a big one. Um, any kind of need and desire for acceptance. Um, but that truth, never will I leave you, never will I forsake you. That's God's truth for you. Mm. And we need to replace the lie, renounce it. Um, and well, and replace it with the truth. And, and so that's where, you know, we need to come back to that point. And um, what could that do for you? I mean, if you develop strategies out of that, I know that's a lot of building over all these years, uh, unhealthy building. And it, it seems like it's a lot to tear down. But man, God's powerful. Mm, <laughs> he yeah. wants to work in this. He wants to break you free. And he can. And if you allow him in, he will. Um, we believe that fully. He's done it in our lives. And of course, we're on a journey and uh, we're in a healing journey. But this is layers, but he wants to work in every layer of our life. And I want to encourage you that he doesn't have to take your the whole rest of your life to redeem this. Like, no. I mean, I, there's a bigger teaching here, but the people of God were stuck in the wilderness for 40, day, for 40 years. Jesus comes, gets baptized, gets led by the Spirit to the wilderness. He redeems the wilderness in 40 days. It doesn't take 40 years. The people of God were stuck for 40 years going in circles. Jesus triumphed over the enemy in 40 days. He could do the same in your life. These vows that maybe you've had since you were a kid because there was a hurt that happened and someone said something to you, he can redeem that, but you've got to want it. Mm -hmm. And I remember there was a lady a few years ago, she was very offended that I was talking about masturbation from stage. (laughs) And she went to the person who invited me in and was complaining. Mm -hmm. And she said, well, what am I supposed to do? My husband's been impotent for 25 years, and the only way for me to get sexual release is through masturbation. So she's made a vow that the only way she can get sexual release is is by her own hand. She's also made a vow that sexual release is a form of God in her life. Right. And she right. can't be okay without it. Yeah. And so, and she can be, but we've got to be willing to get in alignment with what God wants for us mm-hmm. because ultimately that's where the most pleasure comes and the most fulfillment comes. Um, and there was another story I heard of a, of a little girl and she was, I mean, I don't want to say what happened, but she was abused when she was super young and she just made a vow. I'll never be with a man. Yeah. Never sleep with a man. And she's not lesbian, but she's not 
she's not sleeping with a man and so she's just single and that's her life and hopefully she is happy but if you if you're living by that false vow that's rooted in hurt that means that there's still hurt in your life and so in both of those situations with those women there's hurt that they're just like okay well this is my lot in life and i'm going to make a vow and i'm just going to live by this instead of pursuing healing Mm -hmm. and so if you're there and you're listening and you're finding yourself making these vows or commitments we just really want to call you to that place of healing and repentance and pursuing this journey and process of of yeah getting health in your mind and your heart um and it is a process um but there's a first step that needs to happen and so uh, reach out to somebody if you want to email us for guidance you could email us if you want to book a cleansing hour guys go book a cleansing hour and we can start the process of getting healing and, and breaking free of these false vows so that more destruction doesn't come in your life. So we hope that that helps and hope that this can start setting you even more free. I'm sure you're probably a lot of you are on your healing journey already, but um, this is a great process. So God bless you in, in, uh, in this process and we just hope that he will reveal things to you that he wants to work on in your heart. Chat soon. Thanks for listening. If you would like to hear more, please visit purevictorypodcast.com to subscribe. This podcast was made possible by the generous donations of our subscribers. If you would like to help support the cause financially, once again, please visit purevictorypodcast.com.